1: class where I taught you all how to make it rain?
2: Make it rain.
1: Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. all right here we go people on a tuesday august the 20th welcome in time to make it rain on the fantasy sports radio network joe ranieri dane martinez thank you guys for making us a part of your day as we take a look uh, at what happened overnight in the world of sports plus what we've got on tap today which is a monster baseball schedule 16 games in action there to uh tickle your sports betting uh itch that you might have here don't worry about it the nfl preseason week 3 we'll be back on uh, on thursday night but we did have a little monday night football last night and we had uh we had the 49ers traveling to denver denver having their third preseason game 49ers hovering around that second one. And of course it was all about Jimmy G. If you're a 49er fan, you wanted to see him in action finally, since uh, he went down toward that ACL last year uh, after just three games uh, into the season. So I know there was uh, a lot of people looking at this going, all right. I know there was a lot of money coming in with the 49ers last night. A lot of people were, uh, were going, yeah, I don't, I'm not buying Denver. Well, what it turns out is what you weren't buying from the game standpoint is the the third team and beyond for Denver because they're not very good. But what you didn't expect was uh, Jimmy Garoppolo to look as if he was a deer caught in the headlights, uh, which is exactly what he was last night. He threw five passes, four of them uh, hit Denver Bronco defenders, uh, either in the hands and the helmet and the ass and the legs, somewhere. And including one was an interception. It was not good. You had a 0.0 quarterback rating. He was out there for three series. You could see the frustration level in his face, but the truth is, listen, guy's been away for a year and it's going to take some time to dust off the cobwebs for them. Not what they wanted, but I do think the bigger story is this whole Bradley, Chubb, Von Miller defense that they got going on. I mean, Chubb was a beast last year. Guys, he was just like a man among boys. He was taking on Joe Staley last night, making Joe Staley look like he's a second-year player, like he's never played. We're talking about one of the best offensive linemen the game has seen, and he had no answer. Number 55 of the Denver Broncos, guys, is a beast. And if I have to be an offensive line coach going, all right, so who do I stop? Von Miller or Bradley Chubb at this point? Denver with Vic Fangio running the uh running that defense there, or at least having his finger, uh his fingerprints on it. I was very impressed with uh the Denver defense and what they uh what they were doing uh last night. And I do think, hell, listen, Flacco, if nothing else, came out and proved that he's an NFL quarterback and he's more than competent. He'll are, is he is he elite? No, but is he competent? More than competent. He's not going to uh, necessarily kill you. It was good to see Emmanuel Sanders, but I think overall the takeaway to me was Jimmy Garoppolo's got to shake off the cobwebs. That Denver defense is going to be better than we might have thought they were going to be this year with Fangio on it. Then.
3: Yeah, listen, uh, good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates here on Make It Rain. Joe, it's like I talk to you every 12 hours these days. You know what I mean? You have Um, no idea. (laughs) (laughs) But here's (laughs) what I would say. Do you remember, Joe? when there was a time where you were talking about how the Jacksonville Jaguars might have been a surprising team, and I was like, listen, if you want a team in the AFC that has a great defense that could still sneak up and be like a 500 team, I'll take the Broncos over the Jaguars, right? Mm -hmm. And this is part of why. Listen, Von Miller and and Bradley Chubb have to be one of the best pass rushing combinations in the NFL. I could think about Boza and Ingram for the Chargers as another one, but Mm. the thing for me, Joe is what we get out of Flacco. Now, listen, okay, honestly, last year, they wanted to get that out of Case Keenum. They Mm -hmm. thought Case Keenum can do that, and remember, Case Keenum was coming off his biggest year in Minnesota, but regressed to, uh, you know, to quote Denny Green, he was who we thought he was, right? Right. Joe Flacco, however, you know, people use it as a dirty word in the NFL, but Joe Flacco can be a game manager, For this team, a veteran game manager for this team, they have some young developing weapons and they have that defense and Joe Flacco will put them in positions. Like you said, the thing you said was what? Professional quarterback play. He's a Mm. veteran. He knows what to do. And don't get it twisted, Joe. He has experience being a quarterback with a dominant defense on the Mm. other side of the ball with him. He knows how to let his defense and running game do the work. Um, So yes, I was encouraged by the defense, but on the other side, Joe, you know, we need to see something out of Jimmy G. We were talking about Ooh. it last night. You know, he's kind of built this reputation off of what? Off of, like, three games with the Patriots and, like, six with the Niners in December when nobody was really trying as much? You know, we need to see more, or he may go into the Matt Castle, uh, Flynn kind of territory uh, before being worth 130 some odd million. dollars. I need to see something from Jimmy G.
1: Well, I will say this for Jay. A year away, knee trying to work it out. First action, I get it. I, I he's at least with the right coach. I have more confidence that he is with the right guy. If he's gonna, if he's ever going to take that next step and get back, I think he's with the guy that will help him do it the best. I think he's he's right where he should be. Um, but it's uh, it's it wasn't good. I mean, it was five interceptions during the week we heard about, and that rolled right over. But give credit again. Bradley Chubb is doing the Khalil Mack thing right now guys yeah. where he is he is taking I, that whole he's on the front in the defense guys he's bull rushing 300 pound offensive linemen like they're like they're little toys what he was doing last night three tackles two quarterback hits one sack one fourth fumble and he only played like three series like it, the dude is a beast and he is uh I think him and Vaughn are going to have some fun. I think the secondary is going to have some fun there. And I think Vic Fangio, I think he's going to have a lot of fun too. And uh, listen, some good news for the 49ers. I mean, Coleman ripped off like a 14 or 15-yard run to start the game. I think while they're waiting for McKinnon to get back, I think the running back position, at least for them, will be decent, you know. Jimmy G can't move the ball. Oh. 0.0. 0. 0.0. I think you and I could have, uh, we could have done that last night. Next. <laughs> oh, San Francisco. You poor, poor fan base. He's taking rain coming up. <laughs>
6: To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
2: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com, or call one 800 Carmats. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America.
7: I've talked to Mike multiple times yesterday we are on the same page, we are working together, we understand the club's frustration, we understand that they want Antonio back. We get all of that. And everyone, please understand that he wants to be there. Uh, it is difficult for him to practice, take hits, whatever, with a piece of equipment that he's never used before. And so that's why we're trying to iron this out so everything can go smoothly the rest of the season. We're looking looking for a permanent solution.
1: Yeah, that is why you give 20% of your contract to an agent right there, Drew Rosenhaus, uh, speaking on behalf of uh, Antonio Brown as he files yet another grievance against the NFL for his helmet. So Mike Mayock, who uh, the general manager, which is who he was referring to there, that we're in contact with him, and he definitely wants to be there, except, of course, when he's not there and he doesn't show up. He was there yesterday, though he did show up to the uh, to the film room and sat in with the uh, uh, with the wide receivers, which makes tonight's episode so much more juicier. Just to see what happens at Hard Knocks. But uh, listen, I get it from the standpoint of the NFL didn't do themselves any favors here. The you met with an arbitrator. The arbitrator says you can wear a helmet that's less than ten years old from the manufacturer of the helmet. Your old helmet. He goes and finds one that's less than 10 years old from the manufacturer, and they won't approve it. So, you know, now we're back into this same circle going, all right, well, if you won't approve the helmet you said I could have, then at least give me a one-year grievance, allow me to, uh, you know, get used to the other helmet while still wearing uh, my current helmet. Uh, They did this, by the way, for Tom Brady last year, and, of course, anytime you throw the name Tom Brady out there, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, great. It's okay for Tom. So this is why you also pay millions of dollars to attorneys who can actually find this kind of crap. But, again, NFL, you didn't do yourself any favors here. You told them, find me a, a helmet less than 10 years, and we'll go ahead and, and we'll get it approved. And you haven't approved it. So, I get it from Antonio's point of view, but at the same time, you're paying millions of dollars to attorneys and agents. Let them handle. You just go out and play football. Like I, this idea that you can't be there because you know you don't want to wear the new element. I think is just asinine. Be around the team and let the people you're paying millions to let them work this out. In the meantime, you go be a football player, Dane. Yeah,
3: listen, Joe, I, I think at this point, you're even a little bit more uh, gracious to Antonio Brown than I think. You know, you're like, you understand his point of view and all. Like, listen, well, you told him if Tom one Brady-
1: thing, but you told him one thing, and then you tell him, oh, no, sorry, no, uh, here's the helmet. Oh, it's not good enough. Like, re- like, don't change the story.
3: Sure, but what you also said, Joe, was that, like, Tom Brady had his grace period last year. Why the hell didn't Antonio Brown figure it out last year? You know, uh-huh. why the hell... Wasn't he trying out helmets for six months? You know, why right. Why are we still worrying about this now? Okay, this is not news to the NFL or the NFL players. If you wanted to get ahead of it, they could have. Okay, I truly am starting to believe that there are other reasons. Part of it is like, oh, this is just Antonio being Antonio. He's kind of crazy, he's eccentric. I've likened it to the Dave Chappelle phase of his career where everyone gets to go a little bit crazy sometimes. I am now starting to think, though, because I I think you're absolutely right, Joe. Yesterday, he was like at least in the meeting room watching film, right? And a lot of practices when you're installing offenses and stuff that needs to happen in training camp, you're not even wearing helmets, Joe. You know, Mm. I think this is either honestly that he just wants to avoid camp. You know how sometimes like veteran Major League Baseball players sign halfway into camp because they don't want to have to go through the grind. I think that's just part of it, him being a diva. I also am starting to think, Joe. Like, we're talking less about the frostbitten feet because of this helmet stuff. Mm. We're talking less and less about the feet. And I'm starting to wonder I know we saw him running a little bit in warm ups and stuff like that. I'm starting to wonder if the feet are the real issue and this is just cover, uh, for, you know, distraction for a different story. I know he's got this grievance and all, but. Like, the entire NFL knew about this. You know, I I just don't understand. It feels like he's using this as just an excuse to not get on the field. So I wonder what's really behind not being on the field.
1: Well, you know... It doesn't. There's no excuse not to be with your team during uh, during training camp while you you hire these guys to figure the the helmet situation. He can't out. go through a walkthrough. And,
3: he can't do film study.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for it. So that's why tonight will be interesting because Mike Mayock, obviously. Uh, he drew a line in the sand, and I don't think you'd do yeah. that if, if, according to Drew Rosenhaus, we're in. we everybody's on the same page. Every, eh, it didn't look like, didn't sound like everybody was on the same page yesterday uh, when Mayock uh, went and just uh, told reporters, "Gather around here, guys. Let me tell you what's going on." And also, but-
3: Joe, when the Raiders signed him. You are traded for him, whatever. I've heard now a few times, like, his quotes from that press conference back in March where he's talking about the example he wants to set, you know, about how he wants to help the other wide receivers in that room get better, right? You can do that with – Bad feet in the meeting rooms. You could talk about the tendencies of these cornerbacks. You can talk with Derek Carr about how you like to get in and out of your breaks for a back shoulder throw, this sort of stuff. Like, I, there's something else there. I don't buy it anymore that the helmet or the feet is preventing him from being like a part of this team. Mayock is right. You've got 89 other guys rowing in one direction. Okay. Right. And we see all over sports, Joe, people that get hurt that still travel with the team that are still part. Part of the team um, that want to be part of the team that find ways to help, you know, and and AB is just not doing that. So um, I'm starting to think there's something else involved
1: there. Uh, well, we'll uh, tonight, I think it'll be very telling as far as what the Raiders decide to put out uh, as far as a narrative goes in hard knocks. It'll be fun to see the direction they plan on going there and what Mike might what Mike Mayock signs off on to allow us to see will be very, very interesting. Uh, but listen, they're not the only ones uh, with drama. The Raiders, of course, uh, you know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be another football season without Jerry Jones uh, causing more drama. But I, I think it's very telling uh, who Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, uh, who they value a little bit more. We played the clip for you yesterday where after the game on Saturday and the reporters were huddled around and asked him, you know, what what do you think about Zeke? And he was like, Zeke who? And everyone laughed and chuckled it up. Well, of course, you know, Zeke uh, that because that went viral. Uh, Zeke's representatives reached out, of course, to reporters and was like, yeah, we didn't find that amusing. In fact, Ezekiel Elliott was actually uh, pretty insulted by it and. Yeah, you know who they're not doing that to in Dallas? They're not doing that to Dak uh, right. at all. So I, I think that's very telling from the standpoint where when Jerry and Stephen are toying with you like they are with, you know, telling us how great Pollard is and who And they are basically toying with uh, with Ezekiel Elliott because they know they kind of got him. So congratulations, sit out we're going to play football with or without you, but what they're not doing it is with Dak Prescott. They are not, even though we've heard demands all over the place, we don't see them taking shots at Dak anywhere. So I will stick to what I originally said. Dak is going to get a deal done sooner rather than later. They are going to work that out. Amari Cooper is going to follow right behind. And then I think Zeke Elliott has just got to figure out what do you want to do here, pal? You, uh, You just don't have the leverage against a group, the Dallas Cowboys, that has gotten a $5 billion organization off of leverage. That's how they built this empire. So I don't know how Zeke wins this at all.
3: Yeah, and uh, not to mention, Joe, Tony Pollard going five carries for 42 yards and a touchdown (laughs) on Saturday doesn't help. You know, I mean, seriously, you know, we, we talked about it going into the game. I said the performance of the run game was either going to mean Zeke gained or lost leverage. You and I both thought they might even scheme it up purposely to make it look like the run game was good so that Jerry could come out and say something exactly like this. Right. You know, we talked about this. It's motivation. It's manipulation of the public narrative. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. I think Zeke is going to realize he made his play, he made his point, but ultimately I think it was poor timing because he's got two years left. And yes. uh, but he did make his point, and maybe he'll get a little bump, maybe they'll rejigger some money into a bonus or something. But it's time for him to come on back in, and I think he will. So he will do so yep. in the next seven days. And they'll keep
1: toying with you, dude. They'll keep doing it, man. Unbelievable. All right, more Megan rain coming up here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: That's MadeSailors.com.
1: the morning line when you have 30 40 50 million dollars you can hire yourself an awful lot of lawyers that'll tell you whatever the hell that you want to hear they have no problem filing these grievances because guess who gets paid the attorneys they are basically trying any sort of loophole situation here to give him a one-year grace period allowing him to continue to wear a banned helmet while he transitions into the new helmet weekdays 6 to 7 a.m
0: eastern on the FNTSY sports network and on your popular podcast providers
1: So It might be time for you to become the eighth person to win a million dollars in a FanDuel DraftKings tournament. All you have to do is set your lineup uh, up using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer, or you can simply join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. So if you're playing daily fantasy sports, but you're not utilizing DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. You can sign up now for the NFL annual pass with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Just enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. It is DailyRoto.com. Guys, it is where millionaires are made. And want to welcome you in here to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Uh, Dane Martinez, Joe Ranieri here. Make it rain is what we look to do tonight. 16 games, uh, full slate. MLB Monster Series uh, getting ready to take uh, shape, certainly for the Yankees as they head out to the West Coast. For a very interesting nine game West Coast swing, which will put them not only in Oakland, but will also put them in LA, taking on the Dodgers uh, over the weekend. So, a pretty big, uh, pretty big next 10 days here for the New York Yanks. We'll see exactly how they do against that competition. They just played Cleveland, now they're going up against uh, two of the other top five best teams in Major League Baseball with the Dodgers and the Oakland A's. And uh, last night, of course, Monday Night Football, not great for Jimmy G. Decent for uh, for uh, the Denver Broncos, even though they lost the game. Uh, it really wasn't a situation where they, the first teamers lost the game. They did not. It was, you know, that's the problem with preseason football, isn't it, Dan, is once you start getting to that third and fourth level of players, it's like, ooh, yeah, they're not good. Not to mention special teams was terrible for Denver. Yeah. But if you bet first half, which uh, might be the way to go here moving forward, especially in week three, like we're hearing Cam Newton's playing this week, like a lot of teams are already starting to put out that we're going to start seeing some uh, some guys that we have not seen uh, so far. Uh, first half might be uh, the way to go here because once you start getting into, which again makes the Baltimore Ravens so unique where, Harbaugh prides himself on loading his preseason teams up with talent. So like once you get, forget about the starters and the backhoe, when you get to that third, fourth, and fifth level of guys on ball, they are just flat out better than the fourth, fifth, and sixth guys on on the other team, which is why his record is ridiculous, because these games in the preseason are won and lost, covered or not covered, Dane, on the strength of who the hell do you have as a fourth stringer right now? And Baltimore has done a better job of scooping up all the talent that they possibly can and then figuring out what to do with them later.
3: Yeah, uh, listen, I mean, this game was 9-3 at halftime. Nothing but field goals, right? You know, that sort of thing early in the first half, you and I and Gabe were on air, we all liked the under, and then to be quite honest, what we needed was a missed two-point conversion to keep it under, you know, the total wound up being 39, so we hit on that one but you're right, I mean, what is it? It's things like, uh, you know Kevin Hogan scrambling for a touchdown that happens in the fourth quarter, right, because one guy misses an assignment or can't do a block you know, a a fourth string safety takes a bad angle on a Ball, you know, or, or a third string middle linebacker gets smile life smiles upon him and he takes a pick six to the house. These are the kinds of things that happen. And that might get more controlled for, as you mentioned, Joe, in week three, especially in the first half, which is right. traditionally been the quote unquote dress rehearsal where the starters are out there for the entire first half. You know, most teams used to do that at least in the recent past. Now, we know there are some teams that are not going to do that, Joe. So forget about the totals. I think that there's advantages on sides this week when people are already saying, some teams are like, yep, we're going to play this as the dress rehearsal. Our starters are going to play the first half. And you have other teams that are, you know, showing their cards and saying, no, we have no part of wanting to win this. We're going to still rest our starters. I think the Rams are in that boat. I think the Bears may be in that boat, you know, and so if we get matchups of teams that are telegraphing that their starters will not play versus Mm -hmm. a team telegraphing that their starters will play and we could take out the variable of the third and fourth stringers in the fourth quarter. I like it. Pick a side for the first half coming up in preseason week three.
1: Yeah, and there is a reason why Harbaugh is so good in the preseason. He he stockpiles talent, guys. It's what he does. It's what he's always done. And uh, he truly, uh, you know, that's why he can in week two of the preseason or after week one, he can actually get a team to trade for a kicker that he didn't need or uh, wait till you see what he does after this week with some of these guys who are going to most of the guys that end up on practice squads around the league on other teams, guys, when you look at it. A lot of them originated to start the preseason on the Baltimore Ravens. That's that's an old Ozzie Newsome thing. Harbaugh has continued it, and that's why they pay dividends in the preseason, guys. Because when you get to the fourth quarter, their dudes are just better than the guys that, like you said, are missing assignments, tackles, dudes wide open, guy walk, you know, scrambles untouched. It's like, oh, come on! But ultimately, you also need a little luck. Uh, In order to be able to miss a two point conversion and still cover the under, but from a starter standpoint, certainly last night, I think Denver proved to be the better team on that field from what we saw from the starters for the, uh, for the first quarter there last night.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, Jimmy G remember we were on air, Joe, Jimmy G was supposed to only get one series. All right. And they left him in for three, I believe, because they weren't happy with what he saw what they saw. You know, and so I, I yeah, the Denver Broncos defense looked better, like you mentioned, Chubb and Von Miller getting some pressure there. And then here's the other thing, Joe. You talk about kind of the uh the Ravens and then kind of their their, their depth, shall we say. Not only with the Ravens, not only with any team, with every team, we are going to start to see a lot of roster churn, okay? One man's trash is another man's treasure. You know, one team may just be loaded up on... Outside linebacker, let's say, one team that's thin at outside linebacker, if you're going to cut somebody this week as they start to get down to the 53, someone else is going to make the decision to pick them up. You know, third swing tackles, outside linebackers, fourth safeties, that sort of thing. You know, the fifth safety on one team could be the fourth safety on another, and we're going to see a ton of roster churn as teams start to cut down from 90 all the way down to 53. Joe, there used to be a 75 in the middle of training camp, and I think they did away with that in the last couple of years and so now they carry the 90 all the way down to the 53 so we're gonna see who's one man's trash is another man's treasure we're gonna see that all happen uh in the next week
1: and that's why it's uh it's 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 why you need to keep tabs on that on that kind of stuff if you want to if you want to be profitable and to see uh in the preseason because those things are all you can figure those things out rather easily. Who's got the better 90 than, uh, than other teams. Cause ultimately it's that player 60 through 90. That's going to win you those games uh, yep. in the preseason late on, but week three is upon us here, guys, Thursday night, we'll be back at it again. And, uh, and all week long, it's about monitoring. Like, The Carolina Panthers saying, yep, you know, Cam's playing this week. We're going to get him into the game. Luke Kuechly is going to play a little. Christian McCaffrey is going to play a little. Uh, We already know teams like the Jets forget about ever seeing Le'Veon Bell. He's not going to sniff the field yet. Uh, But Aaron Rodgers is apparently itching to get back out there. Back spasms uh, prevented him from playing this week. But he's looking forward to getting out there. So you do have some guys and some teams. To your point, Dane, that are like, "Ah, yeah, we don't really care. Uh, The Rams definitely going to be one of those. But there are some matchups here in week three where we're going to be able to figure out, especially in the beginning, who's got a distinct advantage over the other team.
3: Yeah, definitely. You know, and and right now I'm trying to find the damn Rams, uh, their matchup for this week, because I think, oh, and ironically enough, it's against these Broncos.
2: It's against these
3: Broncos that we just saw. Uh, So that'll be interesting, you know, to see if they're going to put some pressure on Jared Goff or if they're going to not have Jared Goff in there because they don't want to see Chubb and Von Miller (laughs) coming through, right? So that'll be interesting. Let me tell you something, Joe. The person I want to see most in Mm -hmm. week three, most, you know, I I do think we need to see improvement from people like Jimmy G and Kyla Murray, but – The player I want to see most is someone I have yet to see and someone who I think has the potential to be say like an RB2 in fantasy. I want to see Darius Geis on the field Joe for the Washington yeah. football team okay we, we're, we're hearing that he's over the knees over the hamstring and you know he's ready this is a big this is like the big unknown for me still right is this guy all he's cracked up to be what does that mean for the committee in Washington vis-a-vis mm-hmm. a guy like Adrian Peterson does he need to step aside for Geis vis-a-vis Chris Thompson who's a good pass catching back and remember Joe this offensive line is a little Bit banged up. Trent Williams is not coming back. Might that stunt the development of Dwayne Haskins? Will it be, you know, um Colt McCoy, Case Keenum out there? A right. key piece will be Darius Geis. And a lot of people say, you know, he's worth it. So I want to see him in action. And that will be the biggest thing, at least from a fantasy perspective, that kind of completes the picture for me. He's the guy I want to see most.
1: Yeah, no, and it's it, it. Listen, if you're a Carolina Panther, like you want to see what what's the surgery look like, like say like sure. what we we're hearing about it, but it would be great to be able to see it under the lights, and we're gonna have that opportunity. And, and hell, even Aaron, I mean, it would be it'd be nice to see Aaron's got a lot of new working parts going on there in sure. Green Bay. It would you know you don't have to see him for an entire half, but I know. Yeah, certainly as players, a lot of these guys are going. Get me out there. Get me. I'd be more Cam concerned. Aaron, guys like, are I've going. Seen it before.
7: Yeah, you know. Well,
1: with, but we haven't seen it with the, the system the and stuff makeup, like that. The current system, right. because that that is. I mean, Aaron was. Aaron was a guy that was just going out there and, like, McCarthy would send in a play and Rodgers would just play whatever the hell he wanted to play. Anyway, no, no, we're doing this.
2: <laughs> no, no,
1: no, thanks. Right. Anyway, we're good to go. What you saying saying, guys like Kyla Murray and Darius guys, I've never seen
3: it. I don't know if go they're ahead. even, like,
1: if they belong in the league. Yeah, it's <laughs> just, well, yeah, you know. And listen, like you said, a lot of quarterbacks that – we don't know much about guys trying to make that transition it's it's important to take a note of what they look like now who's taking that next step that's going to help us during the regular season especially the month of september make some smart sports investing decisions we got some college football too this weekend we'll tell you about the ap top 10 coming up next
0: per Call 888 400 0435. 888 400 0435 andro400.com
3: Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the 8th Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
1: All right, guys, this is the week. Week zero, as they call it in college football. Just a couple of days uh, away here. Miami taking on Florida neutral site at the uh, Camping World, Orlando, crap, whatever it is. I don't know why this game's not in uh, either Gainesville or Miami, but that's uh, neither here nor there. It is in the middle of the state in Orlando, and uh, that would be uh, week zero game there, number one. And then later that night on Saturday, we'll have Hawaii and Arizona. And just uh, just in time we also have the AP poll come out top 25 teams uh, was announced yesterday and how that works so you guys know because of course we will be uh, referencing this a lot here throughout the college football season until of course we get into that uh, that group of people who are usually bought and figuring out who the top four are going to be in the playoff committee but that's a whole different story. Uh, 62 writers, guys. Panel of 62 sports writers, broadcasters, uh, not us, although I wish they'd ask us uh, from around the country. We should make our own. Uh, basically, get together every week, and they decide what are your good twop, top 25 teams going to be. Well, the reason this is important, and it's different from obviously the playoff committee that gets put together in about uh. So, the reason this is so important is because top 25, Paul, coaches, poll have a huge influence, on, huge influence, meaning that the public, especially early on in the season, will make decisions by simply by who's in that AP top 25 poll. So that's why it's certainly important to know who's in it and understand maybe who's a little bit ooh that's strictly reputation that's not really a good team because the ability to be able to find and of course we're always looking for edges when we bet especially in college football I think there's a lot more edges to be had in college than the NFL I think the NFL game is so sharp from a betting perspective that it's tough guys one way or the other it is it is hard college Little bit easier. And the reason being is because, especially in the first month and a half, Dane, the public is the public big time is going to be betting based upon they open up the USA today, they open the paper. Who's that AP top 25? And if they're playing unranked teams and they're just going to go, well, this is the number 17 team. This team's not even ranked. They're going to, that's where you get yourself the edges early on. You are going to be able to get. Teams that are ranked taking on unranked teams, where you know what the next week that team that was ranked probably not going to be ranked, and vice versa. That's what they have. And right now, listen, you don't need 62 writers and broadcasters to tell you that it's Clemson and Alabama's world, and we're all just you know we're all just hovering around it at this particular point. Not that hard to figure out that the SEC seems to be. Uh, A favorite conference of everybody, to say the least. Uh, Ohio State, uh, Oklahoma. Stop me when you've heard this story before. All the usuals, Dane, that you would expect in the top five are where they, you know, are where they would be that you would figure out. And the one team that's not there, that that it jumped right out to me, was Florida State is not ranked. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time, I mean, they're not ranked in the AP poll, but guys, if you don't think that the Florida state Seminoles uh, in year two there, they also brought in a new offensive coordinator in, uh, in Kendall Bryles, who listen, he had the FAU owls two years ago uh, with Lane Kiffin averaging about 600 yards a game. So this guy Mm -hmm. is, this guy is the next big thing in college football from an offensive coordinator. Uh, If you don't think Florida State, uh, who will play teams like UAB, Army, Appalachian State, Minnesota, like if you don't think there's a opportunity here for Florida State to upend in the first couple of weeks of the college football season, what do they open up against? Boise State, I believe is the first game. I think that's who they're opening Uh, up against. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'll Yeah, give me Florida State. Watch them early on the first couple of games, guys. They are definitely a top 25 team. They just not getting any love right now. But those athletes, I'd put them up against just about anybody they're going to play early on in the season.
3: Yeah, they probably look real good coming off the bus, Joe. I'll give you yeah. that one. You know, the thing is, and I think you made a great point, is why why do they release these rankings so early? you know and I think that that's my concern with it because to your point Joe what a lot of people do even coaches you know who are in the coaches poll they don't watch all these games what they do is this original top 25 will be their base right and then they'll look at box scores and highlights and and clippings and they'll be like oh the number 17 team won big let's bump them up two spots oh this team lost let's drop them down but it'll be all moving up and down off of this original top 25. I really believe they should do this, you know, almost similar to the, uh, the playoff they should do this first one after we're into the conference schedule a little bit when we could really see what's happening. I agree with you that there's opportunities here. You mentioned one reason. The other is just honestly, I say it all the time, Joe. It's why I like, you know, things like, you know, small conference water polo. It's about the bandwidth of the books to actually gain the data and the stats and the insights on all these teams. You know, there's only 32 NFL teams. There's only 16 NFL games every week. There's like a hundred in college. It's just harder to understand understand everybody. That's why I love when guys like Joe Lisi and Rich Sermonello on this network give us the insights on games that other people may not be paying attention to, but are legitimate edges. The other thing I'll say here, Joe, I like what you were saying, this idea of the unranked team. There are teams that, you know, in every poll, Joe, you always get those like others receiving votes, you know, those teams that are in essence, like number 26 through 30, I like those teams because you're right, Joe. They don't have a little number next to their name, right? But they are a quality team and are probably also playing, you know, subconference division people in their first couple of weeks. I like teams that are those quote-unquote others receiving votes. So a team like a Mississippi State, a team like a TCU, a team like a Virginia who I know we are both on with Bronco Mendenhall as their coach. Give me Virginia early on in the season as well. Those other Others receiving votes are places that I like to go because, to your point, they'll get moved up into the rankings.
1: Yeah, There's a window of opportunity early on in the season to take advantage of uh, and fade the public because the public, we love them to death. But uh, this is why I enjoy college football betting so much more than the NFL is because there are are real edges to be had here, guys. I'm telling you now, go bet it. That the house, the ranch, Florida State in Jacksonville will beat Boise State. First of all, the whole stadium will be filled with, uh, with maroon jerseys. I can assure you of that. Uh, they will beat them. Handedly, they will beat uh, actual uh, Boise State. They have 16 starters returning. And by the way, Boise State is coming in. They don't have their leading rusher. He left. They don't have their leading receiver. He's gone. Uh and oh yeah, by the way, their best quarterback uh, that they had last year. Yeah, he's gone too. We just watched him last night in Denver. So um there will be and they're only laying five, Florida State. Is he five? And oh and yeah, a they're half. Not, yeah, they're they're not on the they're not on the top twenty-five list. But you're gonna tell me UAB who received an AP vote. Army, Appalachian State, Minnesota, and Arizona. All of those teams received AP votes, but a Florida State team who recruits, I don't know if you guys heard this, pretty well here in the state of Florida where most sure. of the SEC players come from. I uh, I just, it's a head scratcher to me, and I think Florida State comes out and just runs over uh, Boise State on their way to finally being in the top 25. Take advantage of that number immediately, guys.
3: All right. Fair enough. I'm looking at it right now. I saw it at five and a half. I saw it at five and a half, Joe, at uh, minus one ten. I'm even going to mm-hmm. buy a point and make it four and a half at minus one twenty five. Yeah, I don't care yes. about the juice. If you think it's a right. lock, brother, man. And one twenty five yes. yeah. isn't that bad for me. I'll buy the point. I'll buy the yep. point.
1: Yep. And they lost oh. everybody, Boise State. I mean, and you that's know, the other they... point
3: I want to make, Joe. Remember how, like, when the AAF was starting, how you were Mm -hmm. saying how, like, hey, we're on even footing from an information standpoint, right? Correct. Now... Part of the beauty of college is that that happens on some level every year with incoming freshmen, Mm -hmm. outgoing seniors. You just said at Boise State, you know, Alex Madison, guy I was telling you to watch for Minnesota Vikings as a running back. He was their running back. Same with their quarterback. Same with that, you know. So Mm -hmm. especially at the beginning of the year, we're almost on even footing because we don't know how these kids are going to perform. So get the value when you can. I'm going right now, Joe.
1: Yep. Florida State, but I would make is. it
3: minus four and a half against mm-hmm. Boise seven PM yep. on the thirty first.
1: Yep. And to your point, listen, you've got a game here this uh this Saturday, first game, Miami, Florida. Uh Miami's getting seven, seven and a half, depending on the book. And here's a situation where you've got an experienced quarterback, okay, in uh in Franks for the uh for Florida, who has been there now what seems like nine years, and you've got this new redshirt freshman for Miami uh Trevor Williams that just won the job a couple of weeks ago who's he he had some mop up time like a couple of years ago in a game and that's been his so there that's why the quarterback position in college football guys is so important to have a handle on who's leading where who's got the experience who doesn't there listen it's no joke Clemson has Trevor Lawrence they There's a reason why Clemson besides all the rest of the lunatics there. But there are Virginia, Bryce Perkins, another guy that uh, that has got plenty of college football experience. The quarterback in the college game weighs way much more than it does on uh, on a lot of other fields. You know, sometimes you can mask lack of quarterback play in the NFL because you're very good. in I don't know, let's say defense wise, like Jacksonville was for all those years. Very hard to do that in the college game. And by the way, dude, your Syracuse Orangemen yeah baby—are top 25 for the first time since 1998. Dude, are you serious? The I told you them. I told you, Dino Babers, this team is going to be good this year, man. Do not sleep on Syracuse, man. They got a—they got some love. They are in the top 25, and dude. They should be, man. I think this team defensively and love your coach, love the guys you got yeah. going on, new quarterback. But you're going to be, um, Syracuse is going to be real good this year, man.
3: Well, that's good to hear. But that, my, my, you just talked about how important the quarterback is, and they just graduated one of their best quarterbacks of all time. Okay. Yes. That would be my only concern with the orange, but I'm glad to see them, you know. kind of back in the top 25. Listen, if you want to know the truth, they were the team closest to beating Clemson last year. They yeah. were the team closest to beating Clemson all last year. I mean, Clemson beat yeah. Alabama by, what, 87 points? And needed yep. a last-minute drive to beat Syracuse in, like, week four of the season. Something like yep. that. My only concern is with that quarterback. But I think the ACC has a couple of sleeper teams. I'm real high on Bronco Mendenhall coaching this oh, Virginia yeah. team as well. Uh, watch out for that them. Bryce I think Perkins they could actually
1: contend is for the basketball. it up. He is going to light teams up, Bryce Perkins. You watch this kid. And Mendenhall... Yep. You, everyone slept on. Ah, uh, they're a four-win team. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Let I me know how that works coastal. out.
3: I think yeah. they could win the coastal, Joe. Honestly, because yep. people think Miami, and you just talked about all the reasons to fade Miami. I really yep. listen. Bronco Mendenhall is a good coach, Joe. Under- you <laughs> talked about Absolutely. the quarterback as well. I like yep. the Cavaliers.
1: Yep. And uh, and I don't think there's any surprise when you look at the top twenty-five. What? What do we got here? I mean, how many? What do we got? Seven ACC uh, SEC teams, I think. Uh, we'll we got seven or eight in the top sixteen. Like, it's, come on, man! It's like there is another conference, guys. But that's just SEC bias in the media. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Be Six. Ridiculous.
3: Six, you got in the top uh six going down to auburn who's 16th so six of 16. Yeah, there you go ridiculous. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous all
1: right big final hour coming up here making rain fantasy sports radio network
3: message and data rates may apply
1: hi i'm frank
5: thomas the big hurt after i left baseball i just couldn't stay in shape like i used to turns out once you hit 40 your body has less free testosterone and that can make it harder to get into shape So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right.
4: than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
3: Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 21 and over New Jersey only eligibility restrictions
2: apply see website for details
1: in mind, too, because you know every year we're going to have this uh, conversation, Dane, this whole uh, group of five and how they get disrespected every year in college football. You know, teams like, oh, I don't know, UCF, for instance, University of Central Florida, the Knights. Well, they're actually in the, the only group of five team to actually make the top 25. Uh, teams like uh, Boise State, Fresno State, Utah State, Memphis, Appalachian, UAB, all of these the, they're like the other, you know, like they, they don't belong to one of the big conferences, yep. but they, you know, all of those teams, by the way, last year, except for Memphis, Memphis was the only team in the group of five that did not win 10 games. Every other team won at least 10 games, but yet Nebraska is listed where in the top 25? Because they only won four games last year, and yet they they're 24. a top 25 team against programs that right won 10 or 11 games last year. In the, and, and that's the argument with the group of five. But, guys, who in the right. hell wants to see – I mean, do you really want to see Cincinnati play Oklahoma in, in any sort of playoff at Like, really? Is that what you guys want? Because they're group five for a reason. You know what I mean, Dame? Actually, Joe, no, I, I do want to see that. That's
3: exactly what I want, Joe. Oh, I, I want awful. I want to expand to, you know, 8 or 16. And then I think that is a first-round matchup, Joe. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, oh, Joe. Awful. Four verse 13. It happens in March Madness, and there's ways to do it. All the conferences, like four or five at-larges, you take away, you know, you start playing in mid-December, just like Division two and Division three does. It's absolutely possible, Joe. I will lay out the whole platform, I'm sure, throughout the fall.
1: It's possible, but it's like committing suicide because you're not going to be able to compete with the big boy. That's the whole argument is that Notre Dame is sure, one but the thing.
3: The 13th seed in March Madness UCF doesn't have a chance to But competing. we love Cinderella,
1: right? UCF is not be. There is no sense. Cin- That's a joke. What Cinderella is there in college basketball? I keep hearing about this Cinderella. Where? When's the last Cinderella that won? That wasn't Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina. What did it happen? once in the last four? 40 years it, it's that's so a Jones it's there not no about Cinderella.
3: if it happens or not it's not about if it happens it's about providing the opportunity for it to happen the answer to your question no. i guess would be like butler george mason vcu those kinds of teams but honestly joe if if memphis in like the the five just gets one win who wants to you see that that's like watching the who gives a crap ball
1: I, I mean honestly i it's do i to see that it's
2: going
1: to be 5 and half nobody wants to see that